Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Business Ninjas. This is Kelsey here today with Scott Spence. He's the Global Director of Marketing at FunSquire. Scott, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kelsey. So, Scott, tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, yeah, so we're just joking about how difficult this question is to answer, um, <laughs> but it's not too hard. I'm uh, originally from Sydney, Australia, and I moved here. I'm in Toronto. I moved to Toronto in uh, late 2016. Um, on the personal front, uh, I have a young daughter who just turned a year old. I play a lot of golf. Uh, I used to play drums in a band, so that's, uh, <laughs> I guess, the three useful facts about me. Um, on the career, uh, on the career side of it, um, I guess my career can kind of be split between two periods in a way. There's kind of the pre-MBA and the post-MBA. Um, that was in 2015. I finished that, so um, I don't have, from a marketing perspective, perhaps a typical marketing. Uh, career as maybe people in other marketing leadership roles might have. Um, you know, initially I worked as a media analyst. I was in operations at University of Sydney. I've done policy research and then I worked in marketing communications for the University of Sydney for six or so years. Uh, post MBA, I kind of switched careers or, you know, maybe started one depending on how you'd like to phrase that uh, but I followed my interests uh, more in I guess economics finance and ultimately in building a business so yeah. I worked as a prop trader trading equities and futures both in Sydney and then here in Toronto for a year or two and then the opportunity to start this business with Funsquire and with Damien came about in late 2017 so I've been with Funsquire since then which we're getting on to I guess five years now um, Initially, I was the managing director of the Canadian business, so I touched kind of all aspects of that growing company, and I've been the global director of marketing for 18 months now. So I'm in, I'm in a pretty unique position, I think, in that, um, yeah, I've been, been here for quite a long time, but also across a wide range of things in the business. I've got quite a deep understanding of how the company works as well as our customers. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that experience, you know, and that journey really like brought you to FunSquire. So tell me, tell me what is FunSquire? Yeah, FunSquire is a fintech that offers non-dilutive capital to early stage businesses, startups and small and SMEs. Um, generally speaking, we serve customers that are technology businesses, they're science or R&D heavy, mm -hmm. um, and they're generally growing companies. Uh, yeah, we're in Australia, the UK and Canada. So we've got three offices across those countries and we're around 60 or so people. Now. Mm -hmm. So define what like a growing business means, like how many people would be in the company to be a good fit to work with FunSquire? Sure. So when we think about growth or we think about, uh, you know, verticals or target market, we're generally talking about companies that have raised money of some description so they might be seed sort of stage through to series a post series a so there's a lot of different companies in that range mm -hmm. um, but that's generally how we look at it okay. um, we also work with you know re re revenue generated businesses that um, 
essentially don't want to dilute equity to grow mm-hmm. further. Okay, interesting. So tell me a little bit more about FundSquire and what you can do to support companies. Yeah, sure. So I mean, basically, if I was to put it in one sentence, we offer businesses an alternative source of funding. So mm-hmm. uh, typically, startups will look for money from VCs, banks, you know, government grants, family and friends, angel investors, etc. Um, that process with all those different you know, capital providers can be difficult. Um, there's elements of perhaps luck. There's elements of stage of business, of growth, of mm-hmm. new, you know, multiple metrics, um, all of that type of thing. Um, and businesses navigate that funding growth, I guess, life cycle differently depending on who they are mm-hmm. and the nature of their business. Um, given the current fundraising, rent fundraising environments, even more difficult for businesses to raise that sort of money. Um, so what we do is essentially offer non-delivered capital that is debt or a loan. Uh, we do that based on R&D tax credits, grants, or future revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, we can have that money into our customers' hands in as little as five to 10 days. Yeah, okay, interesting. So that you know explains why the experience that you have and the experience that you know your your other co-founders have make it so beneficial for FunSquire to have the experience you know backing leadership that it does yeah exactly i think we i mean damien and rowan have a, a different background to me um damien's the founder ceo and rowan's the coo now um he did run the initial uk business um more of a finance heavy background, traditional finance background for both Mm -hmm. of those two, whereas I come in with, I say, uh, the more marketing background, which is why I've moved into that role as the business has grown over time. So talking about marketing, um, you know, with your marketing, what does your strategy look like at FunSquire? Um, It's a good question. I mean, so just give me a second here. yeah, look, we think about the business and our origination in terms of different channels and then how do we, who owns those channels and what kind of activities, strategies, tactics do we do along, you know, mm-hmm. to maximise those channels. Mm-hmm. Um, from the marketing point of view, a lot of my focus is essentially on digital and then in person. Mm-hmm. Um, so we look to define it broadly where our customers are we put content together speaking to our customers um, where they're going to be anyway Um, we're quite a niche business our search volume isn't particularly high Mm -hmm. um, so we have to yeah be where they are rather than manufacture it if that makes sense Mm -hmm. Um, paid plays part of a role but again because we are so niche and because we are offering a, a a type of financing that perhaps isn't um, super well known in the market um, and products that aren't super well known paid in our experience doesn't work um, perhaps as well as it might in B2C. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a digital side of it and that's a big channel for us. Uh, and it, the in-person um, marketing now that we're, you know, everyone's back from COVID uh is important for us. We do a lot of events. We speak at a lot of conferences. We do a lot of webinars. It's not so much in person, but it's um, 
it's putting ourselves out there in market in the ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important too, because you said you are in such a niche industry, correct? Yeah, I mean, I think our broader markets, there's a lot of small businesses and startups, There's, mm -hmm. a, but as far as whether our products fix them at the exact time, at the exact moment when they need it in their funding cycles of different yeah. stories. So mm -hmm. yeah, there's our market's quite big. Um, it's just a matter of finding the right customers and yeah. then finding us when they need it or totally. before they need it, ideally. <laughs> yeah, right. So talk to me, talk to me a little bit about what the engagement looks like from when a you know a potential client would begin to work with FunSquire on. What does that look like? Yeah, so broadly speaking, especially from you know a digital customer, um, they come in via our website. They're going to click on a contact form, uh, a SDR, or reach out to them, organize a call, and do that kind of deep dive to essentially establish. Um, if they're qualified for um, what we're doing, and then you know more broadly, I think to learn about them as a company, mm -hmm. um, given the type of products that we offer, um, there's a piece to our I think sales process around really understanding the business, caring about the business, and being able to you know fit with what they're trying to do essentially. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Talk to me a little bit more about the products that um, Fundsquire offers. Yeah, sure. So we offer three separate products. Uh, first one's R&D funding or R&D financing. So that is essentially a loan against a future tax credit, which is receivable from the government. Mm -hmm. The second is a grant funding product, which is similar. Um, if you have a grant that you are going to receive payment for in the future, um, we can lend against that so then business can get that process started uh, earlier than what they might otherwise. And the final is a revenue-based financing product, which is um, pretty well known these days. So I'm not sure if this is a silly question. I know there's no such thing. However, you were talking about, you know, having the UK-based company, you know, the 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 uh, Toronto-based company. Is Fundsquire an international company then that you can offer lending to anyone? We can only do it in the three countries where we're located. At the okay. Moment. So Australia, the UK, Canada. Um, okay. We're not actually working with uh, businesses in the US yet. Okay. Um, it's on the roadmap. Okay. Okay. I wanted to make sure I was listening to that correctly and making sure, yeah. like, putting all the putting all the points together because that's a very important note. Um, okay. So Australia, yeah. the UK, and then Canada. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So talk to me about how you've been able to, you talked a little bit about, you know, your marketing, about b building your brand. How else have you, other than kind of digitally and, you know, in person, worked to educate prospective customers? Um, yeah, I mean, a big part of that is content, I think. Um, I know. You said not digitally, but, you know, that's the world no, 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 I live no. in. So, no, 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 it is. Talk um, to me. Talk to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you segment customers or prospects or the market based on, um, I think, their intent when they're coming to you from mm -hmm. a search perspective. So um, we try and put together content that speaks to those different intent um, queries all those diff and then um, yeah, try and answer the questions relevant to that stage, mm -hmm. I think. So um, on our own website, there's a lot of uh, content aimed at 
financial literacy um, on like funding options, different mm-hmm. types of funding and financing what they do. Uh, startup life cycle stuff, like quite fundamental startup funding things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next level into that is product specific uh, deep dives. So we do mm-hmm. guides on our three products. We do different guides on tax credits in general, grants in general to provide mm-hmm. that more in-depth information. Um, and then I think the next thing in the pipeline is more, you know, we'd love to start doing deeper pieces of content. So things like white papers, things like that, um, deep market research, given that we're in the three countries, we have access to these markets, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's all on the roadmap. I think alongside that, we do some thought leadership pieces. Um, I'd really love to get more of that done. Um, we've just been so focused on growth this year. I mean, we grew 300 and something percent already this year. So, um, yeah, it's just been pedal to the metal on growth, 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 growth. Yeah, sweet. So uh, I actually was talking with someone not that long ago uh, that said it takes about 10 hours worth of um, like engagement and interfacing in order to make that sale, you know, statistically speaking. And I think that you know, your point of writing these guides, writing these blogs, it's important to continue to build that brand awareness and, and get the name out there. So, you know, as, as this person had said, you reach those 10 hours of, of interfacing. So is that a customer has 10 hours interfacing with a brand or is that that's what he said. Yeah. He was like, he was like, at least, yeah, it's like, cause it, so another statistic, I love data. The National Sales Executive Association released data saying that 80% of sales are completed within the fifth and the 12th point of contact. So like needing those extra pieces of content, it sounds like, you know, you certainly see the the benefit of having that content of being able to build that, that awareness to, to get the, the sales cycle. Almost definitely. I think um, if I was to look at a fully built out customer life cycle communication plan. Um, mm-hmm. We'd be doing a bunch of sales enablement along the way as well. Um, I think given the size of our company, and like I said, we've just been 100% growth focused. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we haven't quite gotten to that yet. But yeah, I think I think using content through the customer journey mm-hmm. is um, super valuable and we definitely see the value yeah. here. Yeah. One point that I wanted to bring up too is congratulations on growing. I think you said what, 350%? It's somewhere in that realm. That's fantastic. Um, So what, like, is there a specific like special sauce that you can attribute, you know, this growth to? Is there, I know it's impossible to point out any one thing, um, but you know, how have you, Damien, um, and I think you said Justin? Rowan. Rowan, Rowan, not even close. Rowan from Ireland. Rowan from Ireland. Damien. Okay, so Damien, Rowan, and Scott. Um, You know, what what is it that has been able, you've been able to scale FunSquire to the way, you know, specifically in this last year? Yeah, I think first things first, it's hiring the team around what was the small core. So over the course of those years, we grew to kind of 10 people quite quickly, and then we held there for a while. And, then, and in the last 18 months, we've gone from that 10 to 60 people. So mm-hmm. we've got the core leadership team. We've got the core pieces in place to have, like, build that business around mm-hmm. um, that initial idea and that small team to start with. Um, 
Secondly to that, and speaking specifically on the marketing side, uh, I think we spent quite a bit of time late last year and early this year doing the work you need to do from a fundamental foundational point of view around revision, what worked, what didn't, marketing plan, updating marketing plan, brand revision, tone of voice, all of that sort of stuff. Um, deeply looking at ideal customers, ideal customer profiles, customer pain points, mm-hmm. all of that sort of thing. Um, and it's probably, yeah, given that I I was maybe three, four months into the role then, it was the first time we really went through that exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really changed the way we marketed the business um, mm-hmm. and really informed the tactics we used after that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think fundamentally, as far as how I operate and how the, I've got the team to operate here is uh, like fail often and fail cheap as a saying, either that saying or something similar to it goes. Um, there's a lot of testing. There's a lot of ideas that get brought up, explored and put on the back burner because to be honest, I think if the idea was any good, both myself and the company and the team would see the value in it and finish it. So, I mean, you might say that I'm a procrastinator, but I tend to think, if yeah, if an idea is good, I think you are attracted to it and you put resources into it because it's good rather than just finishing something because, yeah. uh, you know, you started it. Uh, I think that comes maybe from my trading days where we used to make, you know, 500 or 1,000 trades a day you're wrong 500 or a thousand times a day. So you, it really builds this idea of not holding on to your ideas of Mm -hmm. not being attached, uh, like quitting and cutting as quickly as you can and moving on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so for me, if we have an idea, we see that it's working, we Mm -hmm. put resources into it, we can scale it, we can grow it across our three businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, cut it onto the next yeah. thing. Uh, yeah. I think it takes, my team don't tell me this, but I think they get annoyed sometimes because I have them start a lot of things that they don't, <laughs> that, uh, I, yeah, we don't finish, but at the same time, we obviously finish a lot of things and get a lot done. Well, it's obviously been successful for you. So, you know, but um, no, it sounds like a lot of, you know, what you can attribute the success to is being patient, being explicit and being intentional. Kind of those are the three things that I think I heard from you there. Most definitely. I think too often um, leave CEOs just say, uh, we want to grow. Uh, go for it, marketing team. And then the teams run some ads and throw some content together without putting together, I think, that foundational work. Um, It's I'm quite deliberate in how I like to work. I like a a strategy to work on. um, And I think you get the best results out of everybody by doing that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You can't cross the line if you don't know where the line is. Exactly. I mean... There's, it's very easy to spend a lot of money in marketing without, um, especially if you're not pointed in the right direction. So test a lot, do it as cheap as you can, get the data you need (laughs) and then pile into it when it's working. Yeah. 
Fantastic. That's great advice. So, Squat, if you were to leave our listeners with one piece of information, a little nugget, either about Fun Squire, about the industry, the space, what would it be? Oh, that's a good question. Um, marketing people are my are my market. I think <laughs> I think from a if I was to speak to marketing people specifically, I would say um, it's just to reiterate that last point. It's to, it's to take the time to figure out exactly what you're going to do, mm-hmm. and take the time to articulate that to your leaders at the company Mm -hmm. make sure they have the buy-in in in your strategy and that they support the timeline that you're working on Mm -hmm. so if you have a six month or 12 month timeline and they're looking at you after two months saying where's the results point them back to what they've already agreed to that um that yeah we agreed to this plan uh it's it's somewhat difficult conversation to have, but I think it's important to have it. I think the, the tenure of marketing people is quite short, especially at a CMO level. Um, they're in and out of jobs quite quickly. So, um, yeah, being deliberate in your actions, I think, is – and, the, and uh, yeah, getting the buy-in from everyone in the business around what you're doing is important. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, of course, results matter, right? So it's <laughs> that fine, fine line. Uh, look for quick wins early and continue building. I think yeah. you know, how most people operate in this situation, <laughs> but I should anyway, in my opinion. Yeah, right. Well, Scott, this has been a fantastic conversation. I love kind of talking about, you know, what FunSquire can do specifically for like the science and the tech companies and really transforming like financial literacy and really assisting, you know, startups and, and companies looking for that funding. I think it's been fantastic and I really appreciate you being on Business Ninjas today. Awesome. Thanks for having me. It's been great. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E.io and schedule a time to meet with us and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.